Ever wanna live so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't cry? Like why am I alive? What's the purpose to life? Ever wanna live so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't cry? Like why am I alive? What's the purpose to life? Living in my own car while making minimum wage. Working like a slave while digging my own grave. Dreams and goals, that's the shit I crave. But I'm stuck inside a maze, getting high in the rave. Mom fighting cancer, I can't cure it. Life ain't getting no better, can I endure it? I'm just looking for reassurance. Only answer that the doctor gave me, get insurance. Getting older, world getting colder. Hi, welcome to another episode of Boys to Cry. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day and joining us. And, you know, when you're here, that means you're you're on your way to healing. And thank you for uh, sharing this time with us. But today we have a guest. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Devoya Mayo, and I am here from two different organizations today. Mm-hmm. I'm representing the Holistic Cultural Education Wellness Center as well as the Happy Black Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that you were a radio host for like you said seven years yes wow yes so you said you went into communications first yes oh cool that's actually my background is more communications than anything else yeah so i want to ask you like why you agreed to come on in the first place um i think because i did have a radio show Mm -hmm. and um every friday i would interview guests and it made my life feel good and complete Mm -hmm. And I like real conversations with folks rather than just small talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when someone has a format or a platform that I feel like I would actually have conversations with folks, Mm -hmm. I'm readily um, agreeable to that sort of thing happening. Mm -hmm. So when you asked me, I was kind of flattered. So thank you (laughs) for having me here. Thank you for being on. Yeah. um, So when I, my story, like how I found you, or like it's through social media, obviously, but um, I used to go to the Holistic Cultural it's a long name holistic holistic Cultural. center the holistic yeah. center um like i left so last year okay so when i was like going through therapy i knew i needed like something else and i found like i came across the holistic holistic center uh-huh. how'd you find it i think somebody posted like on social media or something oh, and i like saw the mural and i was like oh i wonder what that is like in mm-hmm. fresno so then i went and i actually found that you guys had like yoga and you guys had like zumba so i took advantage of the yoga and the zumba good and then you guys also had like healers like once a month. Yes, we still do. Yeah, so all of those things like kind of like it blew my mind that Fresno reduced like have that like strong cultural sure um, like approach towards like healing. And like when I went there and like I went to yoga and it was all like forty year old Mexican women. I was like, <laughs> this is like my space. <laughs> I got my tribe. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So that's how I found. And then I think some of the events that I went to like you were the. Um, you were spearheading them. Okay. So I felt like you were somebody that um, does a lot of work in the community in Fresno, mm-hmm. and I really admire that, and I really want to, like, uh, highlight those kinds of people oh, here no, in Fresno. No. Before yeah. we start, though, yeah, we should ask ourselves how we're feeling, oh. as we always do. Yeah. Yeah, so we always ask ourselves how we're feeling, but we can't say we're fine or we're good. We got to, like, go deeper in actually how we're feeling today. Can can someone go before I do so yeah. I get an example? Do you want to yeah. go first? Is that okay? Pauline? Today? How am I feeling today? I think I'm happy today. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I've been stressed because I go to school in Long Beach and, like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how, like, chaotic it is over there compared to when I come here. I'm like, oh, I can breathe again. Huh. Like, all the, like, noise kind of, like, 
and mm-hmm. I think it adds to the stress. Mm-hmm. So I just like was in my backyard today, and I picked some flowers that you see in front of us. These are beautiful too. By yeah. The way. yeah, I like it smells this. good in here. It yeah. does. So I'm pretty happy today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to contain my your joy, my joy, but you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, readings. Uh, well, as people on the who listen regularly. No, I've been getting more into like um, Hindu philosophy, mm-hmm. and I, I just had another a- audiobook, and it was just really interesting how all of it that I'm listening to kind of just like revolves back around to what we've already discussed, kind of like the mind-body connection, like with Janelle, mm-hmm. and then it was making the point that the mind and body aren't really separate things. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and they're just for con- for the convenience of language. Mm-hmm we separate them but in actuality they're very much the same and i've been trying to like uh utilize that uh mm. knowledge more where i'm like what does it mean when i'm like like my back's been hurting what is mm. that what is that what's that saying to me what is my body trying to communicate to me does that mean i should like lay off the intense workouts i've been doing for a little <laughs> bit maybe or maybe i should rest. just get more rest but mm. i've been trying to like apply that to myself and also i think the buddha <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get what the Buddha said about desire as being suffering. <laughs> wow. Where it's like, I mean, not that desire is bad, but it does. You being apart from what you desire does cause suffering, because you're not with it. So. I mean, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to calm my mind. You know, I'm like I'm calming my mind. I'm like. You're doing the work. I'm doing it. You know, I don't need to be with this certain desire, mm. right now. But. Everything's really fine. So. But yeah, I'm That's feeling pretty good and just trying to just trying to give back already. So I was I had this idea. I was like, well, because there was a idea that they said about once someone's irritation kind of like passes on to you, mm-hmm. like someone's irritated you that then that like transfers to you and then you transfer that to another person. Mm-hmm. Like you're passing it on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you could pass on like negative emotions. You definitely pass on like positive emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I'm trying to pass on something positive to other people instead of like something negative. Yeah, it's kind of like that karmic ripple effect. I love it. I'm like, I'm trying to have a positive karmic ripple effect. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, but how are you feeling, Devoya? Uh, I feel focused today. I I started the week off sluggish and all in my head mm-hmm. and. I had a, a long drive to visit a potential partner mm-hmm. um, in our work yesterday. I'd never been to Lamar. I got on the 41, and I'm so glad that I said yes to the meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know this person very well. The work that we plan on doing seems vague to me. Mm-hmm. And then just going to someone's actual kitchen and sitting at the table and having a good conversation and reading together mm-hmm. and them being an elder it was all the things that i didn't know i needed at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. but at the end of the week it i felt validated like maybe some of the things i'm interested in aren't too um, esoteric mm-hmm. or um or won't be received in the way that i hope to um, provide them to folks mm-hmm. and so it was just a really good feeling and on the way home Back to Fresno, I thought, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check on my mama just out of the blue, mm-hmm. and that was 
she just gassed me up out of nowhere too. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I've been floating ever since and I feel focused. I'm like, okay, even if society or whatever isn't ready for particular um, programming or mm-hmm. things you think that we d- deserve and need, just still do it. Because mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to drive me batty either way. If I do it and it doesn't work, or if I don't do it and know that we deserve it. Mm. So I'm feeling good today. So thank y'all for having me and asking. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, the week can, like, change so much. Like, I've gone through that. Like, I'll have, like, one, like, terrible day, and then the next day I'm like, this is an amazing day. Like, is Mm -hmm. this just life? Like, it's just, like, up and down and everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that was in the audiobook, where it's like, if you want to change, change Uh will happen really fast. Really? Wow. Like once you're really ready for it, like you put in the hard work, you will change. Because like, I mean, I think we see that even in this podcast where each of us <laughs> changed mm-hmm. in the short amount of time uh-huh. that we've been doing this. I yeah. mean, I was actually talking to Paulina about this, where it's like I've been going to therapy for like a a year and a half now, and I'm like a very different person from like. And you can feel that already. Yeah. Wow. It's just like I don't even know who I was the last year. I don't know who that person is. I don't want to know that person. I'm like, uh, yeah, none of those, <laughs> none of those are mine, or right. none of those are me. But yeah. maybe that's a Gemini thing. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know that too. I'm I didn't uh, even think of that. Just gonna like change the personality uh-huh. again, and I, and I see another onset of change, but you know, change is constant, and you just gotta go with it. I and mean, it's, it's okay not bad. to change. Yeah, it's okay to change as often as we need it to happen. Yeah, I yeah. think changes starting over. There's no shame in yeah. starting over. I love well, that. that's true. It's changes the default nature of the world so it's not in my oh, mind yeah. i'm like yeah i want to change but then when you go through it you're like uh yeah it's uncomfortable yeah, yeah. yeah but if it's working it's uncomfortable that's yeah. true that's probably yeah, why i'm comfortable yeah. half the time yeah <laughs> so what is some of the work that you do devoya so for the holistic center um a little background on that it's mm-hmm. uh, been in inception for five years mm-hmm. um are you familiar with the mental health service act Prop 63. I think I read a little bit about it. That's how the funding went through, right? Yes. So Prop 63, I believe was 2003, 2004, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. um, They had the million dollar tax. Mm -hmm. So millionaires were taxed 1%. And that funding um, goes into a big pot of of money and they designate um, innovative approaches to wellness. Mm -hmm. So stakeholders, community folks, prior to receiving that funding through Fresno County um, Behavioral Health, all had a meeting and all came to the the, um, general consensus that there's underserved communities that will not access mental health facilities in a traditional way. Mm -hmm. So what can Fresno do to help ease that transition to make it less um, traumatic for folks to mm-hmm. dive straight in. And so they decided to create a center um, that was culturally significant so that folks, that, that's one of the barriers we know mm-hmm. is culturally a lot of our communities don't necessarily um, feel comfortable with traditional Western medicine practices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they, long story short, they created a space whereby cultural brokers who are folks who are liaisons within their own communities and create programming and workshops Mm -hmm. um, that we vet and that we know will help folks feel better Mm -hmm. that don't require medication, that don't require 
a clinician to sign off on. So it's a liaison to other modalities. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, um, you get to do some personal work in a space that's safe, mm -hmm. um, where folks are continually trying to find new and innovative approaches to making folks feel better mind, body, spirit, which mm -hmm. is actually our mission statement is to empower um, individuals and families to live a whole life, mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. And so for the last five years, um, that is the work that they have been doing uh, under this moniker of the Holistic Center. And um, actually it's six years and I'm in my fourth year um, mm -hmm. as a cultural broker there. So how did you find yourself like in that path? Cause you said you were, cause you went from communications to now a cultural broker. Well, I went, I've had a lot of, we were talking about change. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I, for some reason, feel that change happens in cycles for me personally, mm -hmm. and my cycle is usually threes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've always been in nonprofit, and even the radio station that I worked for was a nonprofit mm -hmm. um, organization. I started out in arts and culture, so um, working with the um, with poets and writers, working with the Pan Valley Institute, but always with the cultural component mm -hmm. because that's always been something that's important to me. Mm -hmm. But in my spare time, I would create events um, that I just felt were necessary or just fun or that weren't happening. I really um, feel strongly that we can't always go pull out a whole lot of money just to go see a show in LA. As much as I enjoyed doing that, mm -hmm. I you. Maybe I can <laughs> use that money to create that situation here uh, because I know okay. a lot of dope people. Why wouldn't why wouldn't I just call on them? If I feel like I need something, there's got to be someone else that needs it too, mm -hmm. but maybe doesn't have the resources or knows the folks to maybe get that done. Mm -hmm. So I would do a lot of events, and the current director for the Holistic Center, uh, I believe on one of the... She was the on the board of directors for one of the nonprofits I'd worked for years ago, mm -hmm. but she just stayed my friend on social media and called me. I didn't even know that center existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just called me one day and asked if I would come for an interview, and I did. Mm -hmm. I was a little reluctant during the time my grandfather was really ill and in the hospital, and I'm very singular focused when family is not well. Mm -hmm. So I have an interview, and she basically because my other some of the other things I'm interested in you know my own organization happy mm -hmm. black girl she just saw the work that we were doing on our own not mm -hmm. for profit and said that that really models what cultural brokers do at the center would you be interested in you know a part-time job mm -hmm. and right around the same time I got a text about my grandfather so I leave the space and I don't answer mm -hmm. and when he passes away she calls and I say, you know, I'm, it's too much right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just devastated. And she says, how about you work for us mm -hmm. while you're grieving? You do it at your own pace from home. And if you enjoy what we have to offer, then you can stay on. If not, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to take that sort of approach about healing for someone that you barely know, mm -hmm. then, and I love my community so much that I really felt strongly there's there's a reason this happened when this happened and mm -hmm. how it happened and so I said yes and um, it has been definitely something 
everything resonates with me. It took me a whole year to recognize you already do these things. You already, I completely would call, you know, a Reiki specialist and ask them to come to my house and do this mm. workshop for friends. Mm -hmm. It's oh, not wow, out of really? the ordinary. That's the stuff I always did. Mm. But to do it in a uh, controlled environment uh, for folks that I'm, that I don't know, mm -hmm. it's just give it's just elevated all the things that I'm interested in to another level. Mm. Um, obviously, I don't get to do as many extracurricular activities as I used to. <laughs> that really is one of the uh, downsizes, mm. uh -huh. I mean, downfalls of that. But um, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I'm okay yeah. with that as well. So what are some of the things that you created through the uh, through the Holistic Center? Mm -hmm. So I decided to bring you a few things. Um, I have several workshops. Uh, we recently put together something called Wednesday Wellness, and I have mm -hmm. a little flyer here. So every Wednesday, we know that a lot of the programming that we offer is in the during the day, and mm -hmm. it's difficult for everyone to get out and come and find a, a yoga practice that they like, or um, we have a healing garden on staff. Mm -hmm. We have all these different things available, but it's always a little difficult. So I decided to change my schedule mm -hmm. and work a little later. And so every class on Wednesday, I um, currently moderate. So we have a sewing workshop called Mending is the first Wednesday mm -hmm. from six to eight. Complimentary Healers, which you mentioned, mm -hmm. is when we bring in different practitioners from the community. Uh, this past Wednesday, it was aromatherapy workshop. Mm -hmm. okay. And a lot of times folks get to make whatever like make and takes so mm -hmm. they got to make their own um, essential oil oh. and they explain all the different reasons um the connection between um aromas and your memory mm -hmm. and your cognitive um uh output and all these different things and so that happens the second wednesday mm -hmm. the third wednesday is our evening um yoga class called soul stretch with dana clark and then the last Wednesday is a workshop that I also host called Sankofa. And if you're not familiar with Sankofa, it's a West African concept mm -hmm. for go back and fetch it. Mm -hmm. So if we don't know our history, we won't be as informed in our future as we could be. Mm -hmm. And so it applies to all things for all folks. Mm -hmm. But I really felt strongly that I should name something um, a term that folks would ask me about so that I would be mm. forced to explain it okay. uh, each time and help folks get to know a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think what's interesting like about like especially the cultural part, um, mm. I think I didn't start healing until like I went back into my roots. Because mm -hmm. mm. um, we're both immigrants. Like he was born yeah, in the Philippines and I was Philippines. born here. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about, like you talked about when you first went back to the Philippines, right? Yeah, like and it was how, really healing. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, when I was like first diagnosed and depression and stuff like that i think the first thing i needed to do was like go back to the Let's Philippines. Go home. Mm. yeah because i felt strongly that i had like things i didn't it was like i was se severed from like my con my from home mm -hmm. like from myself so i needed to go home and it was like one of the best decisions i ever made i mean obviously after i came back i still had to do the work but going back home was but you had a point of reference too yeah mm -hmm. i was like actually when I went back, that's when I found, like, a foundation of, like, love. Because, mm. like, all my family was there. Mm -hmm. I, it probably wasn't even just going back home to the physical place of the Philippines. But, like, to the people that I cared about. Yeah. Was mm. 
and like my my relatives and just you know the history of it probably yeah. even strangers were even different and welcoming yeah it was yeah. weird it was just kind of like this is awesome and i'm like i don't know i've never felt like love like that uh since i left <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i was like oh how do i recreate this in Whew. in america yeah because <laughs> like i feel like american society is very like we're just all closed off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very it's, individualistic. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I, I mean, it has like s- its merits, but it's just so isolating, and it just I don't know makes you feel more depressed. Yes, but but there's validity to that too. And I even really? brought some. Um, Tavoya is extremely prepared, yeah, which I love. <laughs> she's got a folder. <laughs> she's got a whole I, folder and I'll leave here. a lot of this with you all. Yeah. Okay. Um, because for me understanding who we are does take a lot of work because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily um, encouraged all that much mm-hmm. in modern society, especially in you know educational spaces and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But we do know that um, once you do get to learn about who you are, it does change that. And possessing, um, we know that possessing a strong cultural identity has been found to promote resilience, mm-hmm. enhance self-esteem, um, it engenders pro-social coping styles and has served as a protective mechanism against mental health systems mm-hmm. um, and symptoms. Uh, moreover, cultural identity may buffer discrimination-induced distress, and that's definitely one of the things that drives the point home for me is because there are eight cultural brokers and we're all from a different um, background, so mm-hmm. once a month we have cross-cultural workshops mm-hmm. where we break out of those silos and get to learn about other groups and find those commonalities yeah. and recognize all of this is about all of us. Yeah. Um, and once we recognize that, it's easier to move forward. Yeah. But I really like the historical component of um, feeling that love from mm. people just like you. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a different feeling. And I'm, I don't know, technically, I've not done the research mm-hmm. because I'm not ready to do that research, but I have been to the continent and I'll be honest, to have strangers just bestow that sort of love upon mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and you not feel uncomfortable in any space. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So yeah. I get how you try to get it back. I mean, yeah, it's just like I needed to go back Bottle again. it up, bring it home. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like what you just said about like not feeling uncomfortable in any space. Cause when I went to Mexico too, like just last October, I'm like, Oh, I feel like I can breathe. Yes. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But um, you didn't even know you couldn't breathe before yeah. you could feel like you did. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got chills. It's it is. It's crazy. And, like, right now that I'm in Long Beach, I think because I'm away from Fresno. Like, mm. I've made a lot of roots here. But, like, over there, I feel like I have to drive to all these different places. Like, I go to Danza, which is, like, a Aztec ceremonial dance. Oh, wow. And it, when I'm there, I'm like, I didn't know I needed this. Wow. Like, I didn't know, even know that I needed this in my life. Like, when I go into the space, everybody speaks Spanish, mm-hmm. and everybody just, like, it's like a family, right? They it's just, just like, they welcome you, and they're, like, we're all families. And then at the end of it, we sit in a circle, and, like, everybody gets to say something, and everybody just passes fruit around. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It feels... Yeah. Because sometimes in spaces here, you do feel like this is this person may be doing this out of obligation. Mm-hmm. But when it's genuine, you feel it. And I love how you just expressed, you didn't even know you needed it. I, I didn't know I needed that drive yesterday. Mm-hmm. And an elder to laugh with me and read with me. Who would think? Mm-hmm. If that had been 
the narrative that I would have gotten at the beginning of the week that this is what you're going to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to go also, I'm going to drive that far just to read with somebody. But it's not mm-hmm. just to read. It's so much more. Mm-hmm. And when you get it, you know you need it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it is community. I think that's what like is yeah. different like from where we're born cuz we have community there. Yeah, that's definitely. Like it. American mm. culture is different. Like I've been thinking about it a lot and it's like there's no community. Like what you it's said hard. about being severed. But yeah. they're, like, trying to convince you you're whole, but you're not. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, growing up here has been, like, since I've come here. Like, I don't know. That's the American dream. The American dream is, like, you know, go on your own way and then. And then they take and away every part that makes you make you. Do what, yeah. yeah. They it's take like, away all your culture, all your history. And I think that's why the Holistic Cultural Center is cool because, like, they bring all that back and mm-hmm. say you can heal, like, through your culture. It doesn't have yes. to be excluded. Like, you can maintain those things. Mm-hmm. And I, th- yeah, I just thought that was, was really cool when I went. I was, and it's mm-hmm. deliberate. I mean, we have, you know, intergenerational workshops, mm-hmm. but we also have workshops that are specific to cultures. So on weekends, there's a Kamai healing dance, and that's f- young folks that come together and learn traditional aspects of their culture and mm-hmm. learn techniques. Um, we have a specific yoga class that's just in Spanish during the day. Oh, wow. We have that. a specific, <laughs> um, and we're starting one, uh, and I'll just say it, it doesn't start until um, April, mm-hmm. but we've also partnered um, with a young woman to do a Lao um, yoga um, class as well, mm-hmm. specifically for probably elders, and to mm-hmm. have traditional music during that workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really deliberate about trying to do different things based on what d- various communities say they need. We're really um, dedicated to l- not just um, providing something because we think that's mm-hmm. will work, but also also listening to community and mm-hmm. trying to work with um, the the things that we know that we have to do in mm-hmm. order to maintain that space, but also make it inviting for the folks that are going to be utilizing the space also. Mm-hmm. Also mentioned when Janelle was here, like the first yoga, the first time I went to yoga, I cried mm-hmm. and it was at your guys' thing. It was Soul Stretch? <laughs> no, it was um the one in Spanish. For Nympha's N- yoga yes, class. Yes, I love yes. her. Yes. But she just comes up at the end, like when you, I think, I forgot the name of like when you're at the end. And she just Shavasana. like Shavasana. Yeah. She just like touched my like forehead. Like uh-huh. I think she does it to everybody. Yes. And like as soon as she touched me, I felt like all this emotion come up, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but that's and then beautiful, I cried. Though. Yeah. It's a healing cry, right? It yeah, not, it was. Yeah. So every time I would go there, I was like, I'm getting more than yoga with her. <laughs> I can't wait to share that with her either. Yeah. I'm getting more than yoga with her. That's a great. Yeah, that's a great way to end the you know the day and. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier that like, you know, the cultural center or holistic center kind of offers some mental health that isn't like the traditional Western correct like uh, approach. Mm-hmm. But well, what what do you think is the? Because I feel like a lot of people are kind of when they say like alternative <laughs> alternative was and we medicine. don't use alternative. Yeah, you term don't say that term. We don't use no. that. Term. Yeah, you don't use that term because no. it probably is complimentary. Ah. Exactly. We and it's it's. That's definitely something that we had to think about prior mm-hmm. to putting even that complimentary healer uh, workshop together mm-hmm. because we don't want to folks to think it is alternate. It's not alternative. Yes. It's not an alternate. It's not an alternative. It's something in tandem. It's not saying 
those medications that you definitely probably need mm-hmm. are not for you. Use this. That's not. That's not the approach okay. that we take at, by any means. That's exactly what we say on this show, too. Yeah. <laughs> really? We're, we're, yeah. A, we're a compliment yeah. on this yeah. show. Look like, at all, all the innovative. people that we get. Like, because we've got, we've had someone that's a Reiki and all this, mm-hmm. like, yoga. Like, these are all things to, like, help you. That's on exactly top of, what it like, is. like, everything else. Yeah. Well, we have I, to do all the work. I say that because, because I feel like, for me personally, like, I've tried, like, you know, traditional Western. I mean, I still go to, like, traditional, you know, therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think there's value in just like doing like you know yoga mm-hmm. or like more spiritual practices which a lot of people at first are very like standoffish you know like how is that gonna work or it's like, sure they're kind of very like uh skeptical probably mm-hmm. at best skeptical but worst like very like that's never gonna work mm-hmm. i was one of those people before i was like i probably was before i started working there too yeah i can't I remember like, <laughs> but i bet i was i little, bet i was i was like oh, okay. it's our nature we have to be a little skeptical about things yeah I mean, okay. or we just get caught up in nonsense right True. yeah exactly True. but you know the more i like dive into like spirituality like the actual like spiritual like teachings like the actual yes the foundation the foundations like because I, I i like started from like self-help books mm-hmm. and they're like quoting like the like ancient Hindu like books like the Upanishads and I was like but now I'm actually reading them uh-huh. and like it does makes more sense because it's all the same stuff I already learned the first yeah. time but I'm like at least I'm hearing it from the source exactly. I was like okay so this is my understanding was correct but mm-hmm. I don't know it's just I want people for those people who are like a little bit more questioning mm-hmm. about it like how do you get them like kind of into it a little bit more like more into the idea of it Mm -hmm. so for um for all of my workshops i always start with an introduction that explains why we do what we do Mm -hmm. and for each additional workshop um we have mental wellness messaging that we um say throughout the workshop so folks don't just think um oh we're guarding today because that's fun yeah Mm -hmm. it's fun but there are health benefits to that and to all the work that we provide mm-hmm. so we like i personally like to give the stats of the amount of folks that are dealing with mental health issues mm-hmm. so folks understand if you're in a room with 20 folks mm-hmm. one out of five of those are suffering from sort of mental illness it's not as rare as people want to feel no. that mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. um it's just a simple not simple it's just the stigma is so overarching, even in my own family. Mm-hmm. I sometimes don't ever talk about work because I know I've had a long day. And if I'm trying to convince you that the things that you talk about really have an undertone of you being depressed mm-hmm. and maybe having a little bit of anxiety, general anxiety, and my family that's looked at as, come on, D. You know, I know that's what you got to do for work, Mm -hmm. but I feel all right. Mm -hmm. Or people will suggest um, uh, alternatives, not complimentary, definitely alternative (laughs) means to feeling better from that that aren't necessarily healthy. Yeah. And so you think, okay, this is one way, but it's not the best way, Fran. Pick a bigger (laughs) weapon, right? And for me, a bigger weapon is just going head first and trying to figure out what is it that what can I do for myself mm-hmm. to feel better? I've tried all these other things. Mm-hmm. I work in this space now. Mm-hmm. And I really have been opening myself up to all those different things and being a little gateway for folks that are 
a little trepidatious. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and because as you can see with all these things I have here, yeah. I really do like to do my research. Yeah. And I would never steer somebody wrong intentionally. <laughs> That's just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the, I even brought you all a gift to explain to this what? because I, I, I now say this now, mm-hmm. I did not know that I suffered from anxiety. I knew Ooh, some. I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm very, um, I, my whole life I've just been programmed, and myself, I've done that to myself, to think this is how everyone operates. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Um, behind all of this, I am a little anxious about this or I worried about this and I just deal with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize there are other ways to channel that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have a little oh, wow. gift oh, wow. for you. Oh, bubbles. I love bubbles. And I would like you all to <laughs> oh, yeah. think about why I would gift someone bubbles for a mental. It's fun. That's oh. a very definite. <laughs> oh, I know the answer. I think. Okay, hit it. Oh, wait, is the answer because like Bubbles are like thoughts, and then I don't know. I like that much better. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I, mean, I like that much better. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, they're just thoughts, and sometimes they just disappear. Sometimes wow. they're in there, and then they. Oh, I don't have to write this down. I get a copy of this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I will give you full credit, but I'm gonna okay. use that. But what was the? What were you gonna say? So, um, we all, before we become cultural brokers, we take a mental health first aid course, mm-hmm. and in that course, I learned that blowing that. bubbles can be used to fight anxiety oh. and improve your mental health. Because the act of blowing bubbles forces individuals, both young and old, uh-huh. to stop what they're doing and focus on their breathing, mm. which in turn can help lower anxiety levels. Mm. And it really does work. It really. I yeah. keep a little cachet of bubbles in my desk all the time. Um, and it's not just for kids, but it's you have to force yourself to do some real um, calm activity sometimes to get mm. to that place. Oh, thank you for that's this awesome. Gift. Yeah. I know. Thank you. I actually like. I think one day I was really stressed and Miracle I was bubbles. out with friends and we went to a liquor store and I like yeah. saw bubbles and I bought them and then Smart. we just like. Look at you. I knew. I knew before I knew. You knew exactly. <laughs> did you, exactly. Did you guys ever like make bubbles out of like your your hands? Yes. Like, like when you have soap and you can kind of like make them. Yeah. And you can blow I through. have done that. I completely forgot about it though. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like I was in the shower one time and like. Oh, I forgot I could do this. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Like you yeah. can make bubbles with your hands, and I'm uh-huh. like, and you blow through it, and then you like put it on your hand. And I was like, Whoop. and, and you feel was, better. And I was like, I forgot I had this ability. <laughs> there you go. See, wow. You're so I was like, well, I forgot I had this power of like making bubbles, making bubbles in the shower. <laughs> Amazing. And I was like, this is awesome. It you know? is. And I used to think that was the coolest thing in the world when I was a kid. Making bubbles. My coolest thing was like, you know, when you have a bike. And I would put like a bottle in the back, and it would sound like a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, really? And I would ride it like throughout the whole like my town. And I have in never Mexico, done the that. The tiny towns. So I was uh-huh. just like the plastic one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, what? How, what it, would you do? You've never done that? No. Wow. You know the. If you put it in the back of the wheel yeah. of your bike, and mm-hmm. then just ride it, it's like a motorcycle. What the heck? Oh, because it hits the. Mm-hmm. Oh. We used to put playing cards. Oh, I should have never tried that oh, one. You fold it. I hear that all the, or I see it all the, the time. You know, with the clip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things you said about like you didn't know you had anxiety. As mm-hmm. you like became like more like e- like just being educated about mental health, like obviously mm-hmm. with your job, did you see that like your family obviously like deals with that? Mm-hmm. Is it like your blindfold just comes off? Because uh-huh. I had a combo with my mom. They don't really like the conversations that much. No, it wasn't that bad. I oh, was okay. more of like because I went to a language justice workshop. Oh wow. And it was like um 
I told I said like I'm frustrated because I can't communicate with my mom sometimes because mm-hmm. she doesn't speak English. Mm. And then while I was in there, I'm like, wait, she doesn't speak English. Like that's her whole life. Like yeah. she doesn't she can't communicate mm-hmm. here. And then I called her, and then she's like, why do you think I don't go out anywhere? Like I just go to work and oh. I go home. And you never knew that. No, yeah. and I'm like, that's anxiety. <laughs> and I just learned that like a week ago. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, like. My mom like deals with anxiety. She just doesn't know that mm-hmm. it's anxiety. It's nobody ta- talked about no. it. Before. Yeah, nobody taught her that that's what it was. And even sometimes we don't even like the terminology sometimes, so we're like mm-hmm. depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, no, yeah. it, it's yeah. hard to label folks before folks are ready to mm-hmm. have that conversation with themselves. And so we try to steer clear from the labeling and just provide options that counter the actual feeling oh that's probably smarter because yes. like some people think that like they don't need or they're like well i don't i don't have an official diagnosis so i don't have i don't have anxiety mm-hmm. but i'm like anxiety isn't like even with or without a diagnosis not doesn't make it not real exactly mm-hmm. it's still real you have probably like differing levels of it so mm-hmm. you don't want to make it so bad yeah that you know you don't that you feel helpless yeah then you feel mm-hmm. helpless just like kind of stop it before it like mm-hmm. i mean it's always gonna come yeah all these emotions are gonna happen but you just need the tools to like reel them in to know mm-hmm. that you're probably okay and and we found and even in the brochure the, our little activities it tells you the various workshops that we have but mm-hmm. by no means do we try to say this will cure x y and z mm-hmm. but we do at the beginning of each workshop tell you the mental wellness component of that yeah. so you know if you're going to a sewing class mm-hmm. yes there is the camaraderie with the your other uh, participants but it's also the hand eye coordination we also know that when you're creative your cognitive skills um are enhanced and it helps slow down the aging process. Mm. Um, you're using all these different skill sets that you may have used when you were younger and have forgotten, but you're teaching yourself how to do that again. Mm. So it's a lot easier to get folks to attend a workshop mm. with without without making it um, sounds so clinical mm-hmm. yeah. and we've found that that's really been a beneficial um yeah. aid in and having folks who would traditionally probably would not um, yeah, seek therapy sense. from jump mm-hmm. but maybe yeah, yeah. it helps a little you know mm-hmm. yeah. to to have that those conversations in a safe space and then seek other options later do you mm-hmm. guys like direct them to like mental health um writers anything like that so we're not tasked to refer folks. Mm-hmm. We are in a little bit of a transition now that we've been innovative for so long that <coughs> fairly soon we're sure that Fresno County will have us in a category whereby we do more case management sort of work like that. Mm-hmm. So um, on an individual basis, most cultural brokers, um, we have access to information, so we do um, share that with folks and refer them on individual basis. We're just not able to track that, so we don't know outcomes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's a easy space to maneuver, sometimes folks do come back and let us know, mm-hmm. and we appreciate that. Okay. I was reading a little bit. I like. I wish I had my phone with me because I had like screenshot it. But Fresno, mm-hmm. I think it's the the poverty rate is insane here, and the amount of like mental health professional. Like, I think mental health. It's like really high in the Central Valley too. Um, I, I don't have the stats for the I know. entire community. I do have the stats um, for my community because yeah. that's the 
Oh, for sitting. Oh, I love that you're. Pre- <laughs> this is what I need to do. <laughs> and I did not create this. My intern Brianna created yeah. this. Mm. Um, but we know um, based on the last census. So yeah. and we know that that's going to change yeah, here yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, for the African American community. Um, the black mortality rate is three times that of white residents. Wow. We know that the suicide rates for black children under 13 or twice that of white children. Um, we know that 41% of black residents here in Fresno mm. live in poverty. Um, compared with whites, African Americans are less likely to receive a guideline, consistent care, um, less likely to be included in research. So mm. when folks say, one out of 10 individuals, da 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 da. We're not in that um, study group, and we're more likely to use emergency rooms for primary care. And Fresno, in general, does that. Mm-hmm. Um, emergency care we've seen has just become, you know, a triage of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so we know that we are one of the cities that's impacted um, by mental wellness issues. And so we really are trying very hard to find different ways to approach that and hopefully sometimes this year we will be able to host our first mental health summit mm-hmm. where we'll make no assumptions about anything and just have people come in and explain the bare minimum if you don't feel well you can go to this place mm-hmm. and speak to these folks this mm-hmm. is what this organization does because oftentimes I get a lot of backdoor things through social media mm-hmm. where people know where I work, but they're not sure what I do. Mm. And so they'll say, my child is exhibiting um, signs of schizophrenia or other, like maybe they may have bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. but they don't feel comfortable coming to the center. They don't, feel, they don't know which agency to seek out. And so I want to host something so all of us, all the c- cultural brokers, can share a little bit about that with everyone mm-hmm. so we have a clean slate and we can start to do it on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just like 41.2%. That's almost half of mm-hmm. the population. And we're less than 10% of the population here in Fresno. And ha- almost half percent mm-hmm. lives beneath the poverty line. Exactly. That's nuts. And I know, like, Fresno, too, there's, like, this huge drug problem now, too, like, opiates and meth. And, like, if yeah. you put all those things... It's there's just so many yeah, barriers. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they can't even access the, the health care they need. Nope. So, nope. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah. So. <laughs> I was like, well, what can we do? What, what can we, we do? Yeah. Well, we definitely can educate one another, and mm-hmm. I really think it's important, and I love that you all invited me here mm-hmm. because a lot of folks, myself included, before I went to the interview, I didn't know the Holistic Center mm-hmm. um, was available, and folks don't just have to come to the center mm-hmm. for the things mm-hmm. that we offer. Um, if they fall within um, our approach, if they fall within our mission, we go out to school sites. We go out to community oh. centers. We go out where folks are gathered and provide some of those services as well. Mm-hmm. So if it's a transportation issue, we have bus scripts that we can offer folks. Or we, if you have a space and there are five or more gathered, we can definitely bring that to the space as well. Um, you mentioned Nympha, mm-hmm. one of our yoga instructors. She's um, at Trinity Center once a week. She's at Marjorie Mason once a week. We all try to be available in the spaces that need us. 
um, as well as have folks come to us mm. um, for services. And I can't say it enough. Every single thing is free. Oh, that's true. Everything, oh, yeah. Every single thing is free. All, free. Yoga's free. All this is free. Zumba's Everything's free. free. If someone asks you for money, they don't work for us. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me money. Yeah, please don't give me money. <laughs> ask me for money at the culture yeah. center. You, you come find me. I'll be like, no, they don't work for us. Uh, so uh, <laughs> switching uh to your other yeah. project, yes. the Happily, Happy Black Girl. Yes. Happy Black Girl Project. What is that? Yeah, what is that? So um, around 2007, which I know is a long time ago, yeah. um, <laughs> my best friend and I, we, we do a lot of projects. We do a lot of events. And I really uh, feel comfortable in saying I like representation. So I always mm-hmm. try to put ourselves or likenesses of ourselves on everything so people know you know, what they gonna get. So (laughs) we Google, and when you Google happy black girl, which is a term we refer to ourselves as forever. My Mm. grandmother calls me that. My grandmother's my original happy black girl. Um, All that was one page, Mm. and there were a few um, little girls, and then everything else was like scantily clad women, Mm. and that was it. Those are the only narratives that happy black girl um, that were cached in Google. So we just at first thought, well, let's just hashtag everything we do with Happy Black Girl so at least that changes yeah. mm-hmm. Google's algorithms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as time went on, um, we created um, a platform on social media and started to blog a lot. And just because we wanted folks to know representation matters and the narrative that gets put upon black women is mm-hmm. often a narrative that we have no control over, but mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. And so um, we really wanted to have a space where folks understood that mm-hmm. and where we get to share things with one another and be creative and you have control over who you are. Mm-hmm. You, and you know, it's, it's, it's just about that, quite frankly. And so it's been, um, live and active since about 2012 mm-hmm. and there's there are various happy black girls <laughs> um there are about four of us who moderate all of our social media mm-hmm. but under the umbrella of happy black girl we okay. have our social media we do workshops and programming we have partners um, we have merchandise and we also are starting a mentorship program mm-hmm. this oh, summer wow. um so there's a few things that happen with that um, and I have a present from hap- on behalf of Happy Black Girl for y'all too. Oh my God! Oh man, I know, We're right? Getting blessed. Who, who is That's this? Too much. You can open that up. There's two in there. Oh, what are those? Oh, wow. Um, under the the merchandise and and this is why we need we need merch. So we can give, you got give to you guys give people. people. Oh no, I don't need anything. No, I'm we, just we, saying. We gotta give like. Um, oh. So I dope. when we travel, we always take a little. Um, HBG merchandise so that we can talk about that. So that's a Harriet Tubman button. And we specifically don't put names on anything because we want, if that person doesn't know, we get to tell you about it. Ah, that makes sense. Right? And that's just an image because we're going to do the mentorship and it's going to be called Little Leaders. Mm -hmm. And so we have various little people that we've made images of and Mm. just try to get the word out and kind ways and let mm-hmm. folks know we are trying to 
harness the things that we have available to us and mm-hmm. make some things happen around Fresno. Oh, wow. Devoya, you work really hard. Yeah. <laughs> How do you it do looks this? like it, but it's it, it's not so super no? hard. No, I don't, it doesn't feel like it. It's because you're organized. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't. Um, yeah. And these are a few of the workshops we've done. This is a little bit. Um, uh-huh. One of the first ones we did was um, I'm really passionate about letter writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this may have been our first workshop. But I'm not sure. I went to this one. Uh, the Decolonize Your Plants. With Adriana? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, with uh, Grandma Betty and yeah. Adriana. Um, we're mm-hmm. doing a video right now. It's being edited. Uh, both We interviewed them both in um, Betty's garage. Mm-hmm. No, in her garden. Um, we've been doing a lot of interviews with different folks. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have some little plant friend videos, is what we're calling mm-hmm. them soon. Okay. What made um, you want to connect them? Because I think it's actually, it was amazing that you guys got you know, connected. I lost my grandmother, and that was my favorite person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, my mother and uh, Betty were friends ever since I was about five. Mm-hmm. And so she's like my aunt. And I know how much she's um, vested in plants my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then I became friends with Adriana, and she often mentioned not having grandparents. And I'm not one for matchmaking by any means. <laughs> you can't find somebody, oh well. But for some reason, it was on my heart every time both of them mentioned something that they needed. And I don't know what possessed me. Uh-huh. I've never asked Betty for anything in my entire life. But I called her daughter and said, you think you could get Betty to do a workshop um, at our center? And she goes, if I tell her it's for you, she will. Uh-huh. And I'm like, go ahead, tell her. So she did, and she told her daughter, Didi's never called me for anything. I don't, I don't know what that I don't understand what she wants, but I'll I'll do it. And then I asked Adriana the same thing, and she said yes. And so then I said, okay, but I want you two to meet before you do the workshop mm-hmm. because I just think that it would be good if the because I'm have you both speak. Mm-hmm. And I had her meet at the, her backyard, and it was nine o'clock in the morning, and I thought I'll probably be here about an hour facilitating their meeting. I was there five minutes. They instantly connected, and now they're best friends, and it's such an interest. I never, mm-hmm. even driving away, I thought, I think I just, I think <laughs> I just made a soulmate connection here. <laughs> and if anyone knows me, they know I'm. Y'all, no, you find who you find, <laughs> and have fun. I'm not doing it, um, <laughs> honey. Um, but they. It's so beautiful. They really mm-hmm. are friends, friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I see them together, the love that they have for one another makes it just so important to understand when people need something. If you can help facilitate that, you mm-hmm. likely should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what do you, why do you think, like, when the, you did the Happy Blacker Project, like, mm-hmm. what made you, like, drive that point of representation in the media being important? Because we have so many conversations about it. But I think people don't give like, like why is why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like so I mentioned some of the, some I'm not won't n- mention name names, but mm-hmm. I've worked in a lot of places and I'm almost always the only black person in the space that I work in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's for a lot of reasons, but I think people don't realize how um, 
hard it is mm-hmm. to continually be the voice for a, a, a whole, whole community yeah. mm-hmm. and um, the fatigue that that you wear daily mm-hmm. and also also I I I'm not fully myself ever mm. it's not that I'm 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 creating a persona or anything like that but I know in certain spaces I don't want to be your teacher we we're both educated mm-hmm. and if you continually ask me these questions that I wish you knew already mm. Mm then I don't get to concentrate and feel good in my day. Yeah. I get to have been your spokes, your you know, your springboard. Why is it that I don't know why you don't know any other black people, but <laughs> I'm not tasked to yeah. make you feel better about that. Yeah. yeah. And and I also wholeheartedly believe the things that people associate with black women are often negative mm-hmm. and that is not my purview. Mm-hmm. I don't it's it's sort of like when people say, "Oh, I don't like my my Instagram feed; it's all negative," or "I don't like my Facebook feed; it's all negative." Well, I curate everything. Mine aren't, but that's mm-hmm. by design. I don't want to see a whole lot of people being negative to one another or tearing down other communities. That's not how I roll. Mm-hmm. So, in my own life, I really felt like, okay, if I, once again, if I'm suffering from the lack of visual representation. Um, articles that um, are sourced by credible um, institutions, by people that I know are doing amazing work. Mm. That stuff comes to me all the time. I'm being negligent if I'm not sharing that with the rest of us, because if I need it at my desk, because mm. I'm the only one here, you likely need this whimsical story. And it's not always happy stuff. Mm. Sometimes it's necessary stuff, um, which go in hand in hand. But if I can help you know, provide that, I'm supposed to do that because it's so difficult to, um, you feel isolated quite quickly mm. if all mm. you do is listen to what other people say about you yeah. yeah, and not how you feel. And I just want to help folks express that. And I, I think we do an okay job about it. Yeah, We could do better. <laughs> we could definitely yeah. do better. But, and the, and the time frame that we've had, um, had visibility, I mm. think we've done all right. I think mm-hmm. one of the times that I realized like how important representation is, or is because obviously we're journalists, right? Like mm-hmm. I was a uh, editor here not too oh, long awesome. ago. Yeah, he's the one that does the design on all of them actually. All right. <laughs> but um, like some of the stories that we did, a lot of them dealt with like sexual abuse mm. last semester, and like I dealt with that as I was younger, when I was younger. But I remember when we would have production. And I knew like the the stories that we were telling, or when I would write a story, and I'm like, if I don't show up to this to this like um, production meeting, no one will show up for these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like no one understands what these stories mean mm-hmm. or the care that needs to be put into them. And I was like, I might feel terrible, but if I don't show up, like no one's gonna speak up. And it's not necessarily that they it's like by design or anything. It's just like they don't have understanding that mm-hmm. i have yeah so like it was very pri- but i understand like what it means to feel exhausted and i'm like i haven't even like really started my career this is just right. like at the community level mm-hmm. on a community college i can't imagine what that's like like in the professional world it's 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 it is tiring yeah it, it is i just went to a conference in los angeles last month and i didn't even know compassion fatigue was a term compassion mm-hmm. fatigue 
What is that? It's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. It's like, I'm just tired of being compassionate or like. It's I'm in an industry where that's what I'm tasked to do every to day. To be compassionate. Mm -hmm. And it's not burnout. Mm -hmm. But it is, okay, I need to take um, a little bit of time for, for myself. For myself, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or I won't be any good for anybody else. Yeah, exactly. And um, I started researching it when I got back home. And mm -hmm. all I was just, the whole time I was like, oh, my God, I'm not. Sometimes you start to think, maybe it's, this is just me. Maybe I'm just turning into someone that. Yeah, that, that that just shuts everybody down. Like, no, can't talk about that right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it really isn't. It's so many people stood up and their testimony sounded so much like mine. I really? thought, oh my god, it's <laughs> not just me. Yeah, and it is the I don't want to come to the office and do all this. It's a lot of one on one with people about their issues, and then you take them. I'm mm -hmm. I'm a sponge. Mm -hmm. If we're in a good place, I'm in a good place too. But if there's somebody in the room that's not Oh my gosh! Am I gonna take? I'm gonna take it home yeah. as much as I try not to, and yeah. so it it does um, it does affect social workers a lot. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, I bet nurses. She went down the list, and <laughs> I was like, okay, let's get it together. Yeah. Um, you can't fall into this category. Yeah, I mean, you know, they always say like you being compassionate. You you want to be like a kind, compassionate person all the time, but the reality is sometimes you just can't. That's mm -mm. impossible. Don't do it, friend. You're not a compassion robot. <laughs> <That's just> Woo! <laughs> to like You're give. throwing out some gems today. <laughs> yeah, usually only on this podcast. Usually, <laughs> everywhere I'm a, else, he's everywhere else, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dummy. <laughs> no, I doubt this highly. I doubt no. it highly. But yeah, it's kind of like I, I was thinking about that. Like you can't be like 100 percent to everybody mm -mm. all the time. Like I think we talked about that too previously. Where I think I'm trying to be more mindful about like. Uh, do you want me to, like, when someone's venting towards you mm -hmm. or venting to you, mm -hmm. like, unprovoked or, like, unsolicited? I'm like, I didn't ask for this, but I guess I'm listening to now. <laughs> like, I'm trapped in this. You are. Yeah, it's I like, I mean, so I, can't, I can't be like, I don't want to listen. Well, I think we should be more mindful, like, especially if you're the person like, hey, can you listen to my, like, bullshit right now? Mm -hmm. And if you can't, I understand. Yeah. I won't. Mm -hmm. but, but also you should be like, if, if you're on the other side, you'd be you're saying that I can't handle this right now. I'm not in a good place. So, mm -hmm. and you, you can't be helpful to them. So you should just tell them like, Hey, I can't handle your, you just did the workshop. Oh. That was one of her <laughs> solutions. She oh, had really? five different things. Oh, okay. That was one of them. Yeah. What were the other four? I don't know what the other four Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, caught me on the spot. I'm not sure what the other four are. Yeah. Um, one was, well, her first, her first question was, I will tell you right now that if you don't love your job, 100 percent mm -hmm. if you don't feel good about it in some area get out while you can because you will suffer compassion fatigue mm -hmm. at some point and it won't be good for you it will really lead to burnout mm -hmm. um but her suggestions were um to be to be upfront with people be mm -hmm. truthful be kind in that truth but let them know mm -hmm. um the other was something that i do is to always carve out some time only for yourself and to be um, vigilant and letting people know that that is the time that can't be messed with. So in my case, years ago, before I even got into this um, organization, mm -hmm. I've always loved Sundays. Oh, yeah. We have a question about that. What is sucker free Sunday? <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, wow. Wow. I love this, y'all. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, 
I got a I got a call once on a Sunday and it was such bad news. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that Sunday's my favorite day. Forever it's been mm-hmm. since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And so I decided in that moment, like, mm-mm. <laughs> I do this all the time. I'm available for people twenty four seven. You can call me at two AM, I'll be like, All right, I'll come get you. Am I gonna be happy about that? No, but I will yeah, do it. You'll do it. So I remember very clearly thinking, okay, I'm just gonna tell everybody. Sundays are sucker free. You can't tell me bad news. You can't come to my house unannounced because I get a lot of unannounced friends. It's all love, but yeah, no. <laughs> just leave stuff on the porch if you want to come on Sunday. <laughs> leave it on the porch unless you called me first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I make all these signs. I put them up on Sunday. Um, I hashtag everything so people know I'm not gonna say yes to anything I do not genuinely want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's taken years, but I'm at the point now where no one, it's, most Sundays are sucker free. That's dope. If you can only do it for an hour, do it for an hour. If you mm-hmm. can only do it for, no, nah, don't do it less for an hour. That's <laughs> yeah, too no. much work. An hour. You put all that out there, it's too much work. <laughs> yeah. Um, But it, I, ma- I made shirts. I gave oh, shirts wow. to people. Sure. Yes, I did. Um. <laughs> And it's my own personal little movement for keep some keep some for yourself. Mm. You yeah. cannot give it all away. And if you don't have something, I really like having things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sunday is the thing I look forward to every week. Um, and I never say yes to things I'm not. And I know we all say yes to. Yeah, to things that I really don't want to say. Like yes man, to. another report. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll look at it. I'll. But yeah. on no, not on Sunday. Not on Sunday. Mm. I mean, it's I even, highly recommend it, y'all. I'm yeah. gonna like start like hashtagging it. Suck yeah. every Sundays. Yeah. Do it. I think that's that's really good because especially nowadays, like you're just available 24 seven. Like 24 any, seven. Anyone can reach you at any time. And they do. And they will and try they to. They will. And I'm like, uh, actually, one of the things that I've been doing as a quote unquote adult is that like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I I, I read emails that warrant a response, but if I read it during the week weekend. I'm like, I'm not going to answer that until no. the weekday. That's right. I'm not going to mm. answer that until Monday, 8 a.m. Right. Because they shouldn't have been sending you that on the weekend anyway. Yeah. Why are you sending <laughs> Yeah, this? why are you working right now? You yeah. should be enjoying your family. Yeah. The sun. Yeah, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even God rested on Sunday. Thank you. Yeah. He would want you to. He's like, if wait. God needed to rest on Sunday, I'm going to rest on Who Sunday Who am I to too. argue with that? <laughs> it's like even. Who am I to argue That's my homework, Dan. I think <laughs> I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. No, but you need like a day just like. Not just for doing you. Just anything. Not yeah. even just like homework. Mm. I won't even, even for an hour. Laundry hour sounds on good. Sunday. No? No. Yeah, just Unless I feel like it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Some fresh linen would be nice today. I'll do it. But only yeah. if I've decided it. It can't That's be good. obligation. That yeah. sounds harder than it is, though, to it's some people. It's very hard at first, and now it's second nature. Some really? people, and it's been years. Because then you'd, you're going to like rationalize, well, I have to do this. Like, I have time, so therefore I should like maximize, like, my productivity on my downtime, th- mm-hmm. which makes no sense because, like, nope. mm-hmm. it's your downtime. Why are you trying to be productive? Right. Mm. And we all tell ourselves that we're great at multitasking, but we're really not. Oh, no. Mm. Um, and nor should we have to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. What I'm saying is we should tear down capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do for self-care? Like, when? Um, I'm interested in so many different things. Uh-huh. I really, my favorite thing for self-care is to be crafty. Uh-huh. I really like making things. Um, if my hands are busy, but my mind, I guess my mind is busy during that time also. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun. Um, I really like music, so sometimes I'll 
um, have a little event where I get to play music, but only what I want to play because, of course, mm. you know, you have to, you have to be the boss sometimes. <laughs> um, I like to travel. I read a lot. I mm. read a lot. Um, What's the last book you read? I'm right now in the middle of The Warmth of Other Suns, mm. um, a book on migration oh, okay. um, in the U.S. Okay. I think one of my teachers read that. Really? Yeah. Really? Dang. Because she like posted it on like social it's, media or it's something. It's great. That it was really good. I was like, oh, I'm going to read it. It's a good title. The Warmth yeah. of Other Suns. Uh, it's from a, a Richard Wright poem, I believe. Mm. Oh. The title is from a Richard Wright poem. Mm-hmm. But I'll be traveling in the South in April, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I thought it would be good to read that before mm-hmm. before battling Alabama. <laughs> oh my goodness. And other spaces. So I thought, all right. And you know, 99% of our families are all, are all migrated from that region, at, you know, and that's, that's so just fun. two generations ago for me, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going uh, to the South? There's, um, so my best friend's mom worked well, she's retired, and she does uh, tours for the Commonwealth of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so this year's tour is a tour of the South, mm. and she thinks it's time that we both, we skirt around the South, so we'll go to New Orleans. <laughs> you know, we go to places where we don't got to be worried about that pesky racism yeah. bubbling up to the top. But yeah. this won't be that trip. Um mm. So it's all significant spaces, and mm. she's the tour guide. Um, we'll be there for a week, and each day is a different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the Lorraine Hotel, um, it's it's everywhere, um, every significant city that the civil rights movement um, mm-hmm. took place. I mean, yeah. catapulted. So it's 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 gonna be different. I've never I've never you know. Yeah. Birmingham was never on my list, but mm. I know it's a place yeah. I could learn from. Mm. So I'll be able to do that in all those cities. And we have itineraries for each because she's always organized. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a little downtime in the evening to process that. Mm. And so I've um, been able to talk with work because what I will learn is very much in the line of Sankofa. Because that is historically where a lot of our ancestors migrated from to different parts of the U.S. And so it's very likely, but I'll need some time to process it. But Mm -hmm. I'm sure around Juneteenth, maybe, Mm -hmm. I'll likely do a presentation at work with, you know, some thoughts on on the trip. Because I think it's going to be pretty deep. Yeah, Yeah. Did you ever think you would be like where you're at now, like doing no. all the things you were doing? Not even a little bit. No? No. No. Never imagined this? No. I don't imagine a lot of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I always hope it's going to be great. But anything that scares me a little bit, I've just been really blessed in that every time I try to have a moment of peace and think about what I'm going to do next, mm-hmm. um, the universe just opens up and says, well, this is what we have for you. And I'm, mm. if I'm a little bit afraid of it, I'll initially do a lighthearted no, and then I think about <laughs> it, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, man, if, if it's giving me a stomachache, this is probably where I need to be. And it's all, it's all lined up. I mean, 
I only got into community organizing because someone heard me read a poem. I mm. only got into radio because someone saw me interviewing someone during a poetry event. Mm -hmm. I only got into, everything has moved for the next thing and taught me so many different things. Um, I only started working with immigrant and refugee communities because where would I have that access to? Um, because of the radio show. Mm -hmm. And so someone says, well, would you like to do a fellowship and learn about, and if it's not if something I don't understand or have had a point of reference for, I think there's no way that you would send this to me if you did not want me to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you feel like you've been given gifts and you don't use them in a, in a, in a positive way, then it's mad disrespectful and I don't ever want to be accused of that. And mm -hmm. so I try to say yes to all those things. And so far it's just been really interesting and mm -hmm. I just have learned so much yeah. from so many different people and, yeah. and Fresno, you know, I will say this, it is an easier space to maneuver for things like this than a lot of other cities. Mm. Um, mm. Our sprawl makes it easier because there's so many different places to choose from. Yeah. Mm. And um, so all the bad, seemingly bad things almost always have a an upside to them. And mm. as far as organizing and making things available to the people that I want them available to, who don't normally have access or don't get to see themselves, I've been able to do that in Fresno fairly easy. Not completely easy, but, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important. What do you um, love about Fresno? That, what I just shared, that, yeah. um, that part is what I love, is that, um, you know, if I want to have a Zora Neale Hurston dinner, which I do, I can mention that to a couple of people and they're readily putting that stuff together. And we know we'll have a space and we know we'll have an audience. Um, mm -hmm. I really like that. It makes it less daunting because if you're not, because I'm an organizer by just by choice mm -hmm. and it helps with event coordinating. But if that's not your forte, even if you don't know the first thing about any of that, you can still likely get that done here. It's mm. just, yeah. it's a lot easier. Um, what I don't like is that we're not necessarily encouraged to do that. Mm. I want mm. more people to know. You know you can call that manager of that venue. They may not let you do it on a Friday or Saturday because they need to make money for those events, mm -hmm. but they're closed during the week. Why wouldn't you try and maneuver this space so you can have the thing that you think your community needs. Mm -hmm. Just talking to people makes it really um, viable for us to do so. So that part, the not encouraging folks to be all they can bothers me, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I think um, there are enough folks and enough platforms that that won't be the way it is always going to be, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up at this yeah. point. Yeah. We've done like a good hour. But all right. Yeah, you I'm, have any? I'm sorry I talked so much. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No. We learned so much. We learned like, so much. I think oh. the reason why we change so much is literally we just sit with somebody and talk to them. And yeah. it's like, I learned and so much. And we just listen. Yeah. I this has been an awesome conversation like with yeah. you all. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having I me. I talk enough it. already outside of this podcast. So <laughs> all right, all right. If time, you say so. This is my time to like <laughs> shut up for a good and hour. And listen to the to world. Listen. What does the world want us to know? Yeah, exactly. But do you have any other final messages, final advice? 
um, parting I, advice? I really final. just, I, I think this is an awesome platform. I love the fact that I could smell that. I thought you were saging when I walked up, mm. but even that is, um, you know when your tribe is near, and mm-hmm. I think people <laughs> need that more often. So yeah. I encourage you to continue to do the things that you're doing because it's very non-Fresno-like, unfortunately. Oh. But I do see that trend changing, and it's it means a lot to, mm. to folks yeah. that oh. probably don't even recognize it. Also, for people in Fresno, yes. wha- can you tell us where how they could get in touch with the cultural sure. or holistic center yes so if you'd like to um, attend a workshop or have a tour or contact us in general to find out more information Mm -hmm. you can call us at 559-255-8395 we are part of the fresno center so Mm -hmm. fresno center will answer the phone and direct you to the holistic center and we are located at 4867 east kings canyon and that's in southeast fresno in the big lot shopping center Mm. yeah and they have a, it's amazing. You should go to yoga. It's free. Oh well, yeah, I should. <laughs> I don't want to. And pay. Zumba, yeah. it's free yeah. too. I don't the Zumba pay class the, is awesome. I don't want to pay the other <laughs> yoga. <laughs> you yoga don't have to pay center. anybody. I know. Great. Yeah. I, I'll just go. I there. told you if somebody asks you for money, fine. <laughs> like, yeah, everything the there is free, guys. So. Everything, everything there. Is you free. just need to take advantage of yes. it. And I'm telling you guys. We even no. have yoga mats. We have the bolsters. We oh, have the straps. Yeah. You don't need anything. Provided if you listened to Janelle's episode last time, you want to do yoga? This is where you can do it for you free. You yes. do it for free. Here. Come and Janelle visits the top, and we love Janelle. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Do uh, you have anything else to say? Um, let me see. What would you want like um, for the future? Like, for Fresno? Or yeah, or for yourself. For myself? Like, What do you want like through your projects or whatever you... Or just in general? Like, What I do think you want to see? I think with all the things I do, I want to be able to end them when it's time for someone else to take over mm-hmm. and give that to folks that are generally generally interested in that. Um, I've tried a lot of different times to do that in different spaces, and it hasn't necessarily um, happened. But I'm hopeful that um, folks that want to learn how to do different things, and if it's something I can share, then... Um, then I'm more than happy to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just want um, there to be other young women of color who look around and see alternative um, methods for getting their um, their needs out. Mm-hmm. And if they're having trouble accessing space or any of those things, I hope that there's a way that we, we put in mechanisms whereby that's not so difficult. Mm-hmm. I just want to pass all that knowledge on to someone else mm. so I can go to dope stuff that I don't have to, <laughs> yeah, have to be. Yeah, man. Yeah. I really I want that. The making them. Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm saying no one else is doing dope stuff. Of course they are. Um, I just, I just dream of a time when I don't have to say, yeah, uh, you don't call this person and they'll help you with this or mm. no, it's all, it's all together. Just come through. Yeah. You got oh, it. Okay. It's coming. I that's feel coming. it. Yeah. It's coming. That's for real. Yeah. That's going to happen. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much thank for y'all. getting on or b- being on the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say. I have nothing to say. All right, it guys. It's beautiful. The sun's uh, shining. shining. Thank you through. so much for listening, guys. If you like the podcast, go on Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars. Tell us your friends or tell pass on the knowledge that you learned on this podcast to somebody else. Like, that's what I want you, the listener, yeah. you to do. Also, if you're in Fresno, there's resources for you. Yeah. Or, like, if you're not in Fresno, try to reach out to 
like your community there's probably some sort of something like the uh holistic center it's a long name (laughs) and i'm just gonna say holistic center because i was trying to say the whole thing but you know there's always someone like that in every city i think but yeah uh but yeah we'll see you guys at the next episode of boys do cry thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye i love you bye Thank you for joining us on this episode of Boys Do Cry. If you would like to support us so we can pay our therapy copay, you can. You can go on Anchor. You can follow this link, bit.ly slash support the boys. For as little as 99 cents, you can support the pod. We appreciate you for taking the time to listen to us. You could also support the podcast by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate us five star and give us a review. It really helps out the podcast. Yeah, and you can follow us on Facebook. Our Instagram and Twitter is Boys Do Cry Pod. Follow us so we can become influencers and get free stuff. And we would like to thank Food for Thought, aka Jalen from the Music Collective's So Self Explanatory and Hopeless Hit Happy. Our theme song is called What's the Purpose? And remember, Maya Angela is always right. <laughs>